Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hi. I got so much stuff I want to talk about today. I wanted to do DMs, but I don't even think we're going to have time. So uh, we'll do those, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll do those tomorrow. At the end of this podcast, you can hear a replay of Missed Connections from our FM radio show. And today's Missed Connections brings up an interesting thing. It's too many guys walking around right now in the active wear. I know. Wearing around the sweatpants and just showing off their dick. It's funny. You... (laughs) But yeah, and you hear about women in active wear. I'll just mention you'll hear that, right? You'll hear guys be like, "Oh, women in yoga pants," and "Oh, look at the Lululemon pants. Love that." And that's great, fine, whatever, good. You don't as often, or maybe it's just not as um, socially acceptable to point out the fact that some guys just let their ding dong swing, and and their pants. You could see the outline, and you could see the full thing, and that's exactly what this misconnection is about. The the woman seems to be missing the dick a lot more than she missed the connection with this guy that's attached to the dick. But anyway, you'll hear it for yourself coming up at the end. Hey, there's a real person on the other end of that dick. <laughs> Here we you go. should have some respect. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I uh, am wearing a lot more sweatpants. In fact, just last night sure. I had a conversation with my girlfriend about how I should probably do a run to Old Navy because I'm wearing sweats like seven days a week now. You know, it's so funny. I was at the mall and the Lululemon store was just like so, um, so many people there. And I did read up that Lululemon, like they're all of a sudden the the stock just went up in Lululemon because everyone just wants to be comfortable and look like half decent. So they want like some pretty decent looking active wear. I'm not sure how active they actually are, but they just want the good looking stuff because all they do is lounge. So they want lounge wear. That's what's like really killing it. That's, they're crushing it right now. And all the fancier brands like your Le Chateau's, unfortunately, are struggling because we're not dressing up as much. I like it. And you know what? <laughs> Old Navy's not giving me anything for this. I don't want you guys to think that this is like an endorsement or anything, but I go to Old Navy because they've got fleece joggers, and their fleece joggers feel fucking good. Mm. And you can wear those without underwear, and it feels phenomenal. And it, how would it, Yeah, but what does it look like? Okay, it looks, if you get them the right size, yeah, you're going to see a little outline at certain times. Certain times when a guy's a little extra flaccid, okay, well, maybe you're not going to see much. But if he's even got like a half chub, you're going to notice some dick. And that's all there is to it. I wouldn't recommend that you wear these fleece track pants out to a store when you're shopping. This is for lounging around the house when you just want to feel good. You know what I mean? I, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm just picturing it at Old Navy. You know how they have different, like, nicknames for all the different style pants? Like, the yeah. boyfriend and the high rise. And, like, the half chub. This one's perfect. You've got a half chub. <laughs> <laughs> you got a half chub. Throw these on. Full erection? These are the pants for you. <laughs> right now at Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're expensive, but they're good. But they're still, like, less than half the price of what they charge at Lulu. I'd love to wear Lulu, but I'm way we, too cheap for that. Right? <laughs> way too cheap. Me too. I'm too poor for that. No. I will wear Lulu when someone else buys them for me. Yeah. How about that? Uh, did you see Adele on SNL this weekend? I did watch SNL. And uh, you know what? I think she did a really great job as host. I'm glad that they did a bit with her singing. Because it would have been a disappointment to see Adele and not hear Adele. Her voice is perfect. And her songs make a connection with a lot of people. I like Adele. I like Adele. I like Adele. And <laughs> I know not every guy will admit it, but you do like Adele, don't you? Everybody oh, I, likes I'll Adele. Lo- I saw a lot of guys admitting it. but Maybe that was just mostly social media guys, but a lot of guys admit they like Adele. She, t- she took the hot meter and dialed it up to like a 9, 10. 
She looks fucking good. She does look great. She always looked good. Let me just say that. She always looked good, but holy shit, she crossed the line into hot. (laughs) She crossed the line. But uh, uh, let me just tell you one thing that I noticed a couple of people commenting on social media. And you tell me if this is okay to say, if it is totally not based on science, if this is just discriminatory. Her voice changed since she lost the weight. She still sounds fantastic and she looks great. But her voice is a little different. But hang on a second. You're basing that off of a skit, a very yes. short skit, where she's not giving her in those in the skit. Like, that's not full-fledged onstage Adele. That's like a haha SNL, let's make jokes about how my music would fit perfectly in this Bachelor skit. That's the kind of thing. It wasn't a full-on, you didn't get the full Adele there. I don't know. It sounded pretty close, and her voice is a little different. I don't disagree with uh, some of these comments coming in. Here, let me play a little bit of Adele singing on SNL this weekend. Adele. Adele. Hey, uh, sorry. Uh, I am not married to Hannah C. I, it was just the one rose. You're still in this. I am? Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. Okay, Adele, no, okay? It has not been years since you've seen Ben. You've been singing to him all Oh, my God. I know you're so right, Hannah B. I'm being a right prick yet again. I will leave you two alone. Goodbye. There's a fire starting in my heart. Reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out and I'll lay your shit Okay, I'm a huge fan, but I don't feel safe with her here. Okay, you know what? Uh, I know there's still 20 minutes left in the show, but I think we got to call it with you, Adele. It's been a very intense night, and I think you should leave the mansion. I don't know if I call this a mansion, but I understand. Good luck, ladies, and thank you, Ben. I will now leave, and I will go quietly, I promise. There will be no more drama from me. Whoa, that's so sad. I know. I kind of wanted her to finish someone like you. Wait... I think I can see her coming back. Yep, here she is. Okay. It's a turn out out of the blue, uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I had hoped you'd see my face, that you'd be reminded that for me it isn't over. Yes! I mean, to me, that sounds a little different. And I don't know if it's just because it was the SNL setting. I don't know if she was jet lagged, if she's got coronavirus, or if it's because she lost the weight. But there's something a little different there. Some people do say also after you have a kid, your voice changes. Uh, I have heard that. Is that true? Because oh, yours doesn't I, seem to have changed. I don't know. I, well, I don't sing. <laughs> so maybe if I was singing, you would hear a difference. But I still, I call baloney on that anyway. I don't really think that's necessarily true. I don't know if there's a real science behind it. Don't get me wrong. I have not researched whether that could be true. But 
Maybe that. Um, but I seriously don't think she was giving us the full Adele. Wait until she drops that album. Wait till she goes back on SNL and she's the performer Adele. There's a reason, by the way, why she said she was hosting and not the musical guest. First of all, yeah, her album's not ready. So there's that. Also, she doesn't want to do both. It probably takes a lot of vocal training and leading up to when she does a performance in that uh, amazingly popular around the world voice that she has. She There's a lot of stuff that goes behind it. I'm sure she gargles all kinds of shit, drinks honey and all the other shit she has to do to get to sounding like that and that perfection. So why would you want to do all these skits, talk, 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 then attempt to do that? Maybe it wouldn't have sounded as good. And that's why she didn't want to do that. Right. I think Adele has reached the level now where when we're allowed to go to concerts again, if she does a tour, she will sell enough seats that she could do three concerts in stadiums in every city. I think there's that many people that like her that much that she could sell out stadiums multiple dates. Mm. Yeah. Hearing uh, hearing her sing again, even right there in the podcast, I was like, shit, she's so good. She's so good. Yeah. I'm excited about that. That album will be very good. Uh, let's talk about I, – I, we're going to talk about the marriage money situation coming up in a few. And I also want to mention uh, this fetish party <laughs> that got broken up over the weekend over physical distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who messaged me about the squirrels. Scott, you're crazy. Don't message the – or don't uh, don't feed the squirrels. They'll break into your home and kill you in your sleep. And, you know, <laughs> Whoa. That sort of shit. Whoa. L- listen, let's all fucking calm down just a little bit here, okay? I'm feeding the squirrels. I'm having a good time. They seem to like it. I like it. I got a little friend there, and it's good. Now, if this becomes a problem, I will do what Kat suggested I do this morning on our FM radio show and simply start chucking peanuts over the fence so they think yeah. it's my neighbor feeding yeah. them. The, pick the one that you don't like, right? You pick the neighbor you don't like. You start putting peanuts on, in their backyard, and then every now and again, maybe they'll notice. They'll go, why the fuck are all these squirrels here? I was like, I'm not doing anything different here. What's going on? <laughs> And then the squirrels will get so used to being there that when you stop doing it, they're going to be pissing them off and not you. It's a perfect plan. I know. It's the perfect crime if you think of it. Until somebody like fingerprints the peanut shells and realizes it was that asshole Scott Fox (laughs) next door. (laughs) It's funny. One neighbor told me once, you know, when I heard that you were going to be moving in to the house next door, I thought, oh, my God, it's a radio guy. It's going to be loud. There's going to be parties and all sorts of shit. It's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so quiet and so antisocial. You don't even know I'm here. All yeah. I'm going to do is have some squirrel shit in your grass, and that's it. I will leave you alone other It could than have that. been worse. You could have had another kind of radio personality near you. Oh, fuck. We There's won't a na- few of them that are just, that have no chill <laughs> We won't all. name names, but we all know. <laughs> we all know who. <laughs> Uh, are you interested in trying Jay-Z's weed? So, I mean, yeah, I would. I, I don't know how far out of my way I would go for it, Scott. But if, let's say, I went to a pot shop here and I was buying something anyway and they were like, oh, would you like to try the new Jay-Z's monogram? Yeah, I will. I will do it. Sure. I tried This is Snoop. a new line? And is he just endorsing it or is he, like, behind the manufacturing no. process and growing and everything? No, he is actually behind this weed line. It's actually part of a company that he bought into a long time ago. Uh, Cal- I think it's Calvia or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. He joined as the chief brand strategist last mm. year. So, anyway, this is a new line that he's basically – this is the first one that he, that's pretty much all him or mostly he's behind this particular weed line – and it's See, monogram. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. It's called monogram, if you monogram, want to Monogram, yeah. Hey, I mean, that's great. We've seen a ton of celebrities get into the alcohol business and make a fortune. 
We haven't quite seen it yet, though, in the cannabis area. I mean, Snoop Dogg's line is fine, but I, I don't really know that it's making him millions and millions and millions. Jay-Z getting behind one? Okay, that's on a slightly different level. People might want to try it out. Drake was involved with a company at one point. Maybe he still is. Maybe he isn't a weed company, unless that was just a rumor. I don't know. It seems like people are just quite content to either keep buying from their guy or to just go to one of the pot shops right. and buy whatever they see there that's on sale. Or, yeah. hey, I want to try out this. You I want to try out that. You're, on that note, you're not wrong about the weed itself. It's the paraphernalia and the stuff that goes along with it. If I'm not mistaken, the, the paraphernalia, um, the everything that goes along with Snoop Dogg's weed sells better than the weed itself. So it's all the paraphernalia people want. People want Ugh. Snoop Dogg's weed logos all over their shit, their bong and everything else. They, it's not as much as much about the weed. Just don't wear the clothes. If you <laughs> – I've got a, a Tokyo Smoke hat, for example. I've worn it a few times, and I thought to myself, okay, I'm not high, but if I did get pulled over right now, the cop's instantly going to think, oh, you like weed enough that you're wearing a Tokyo Smoke hat? Get out of the car, fucker. Really? You're going to blow. Would, would you do the same thing if it, you get free shit from Coors Light, for example? Would it not be the same thing if you're wearing a Coors Light hat, or do you also avoid that? No, I get free shit from a lot of alcohol companies. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because I, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. I've really dialed back on the booze. But the other day I was out and I was wearing a Tito's Vodka t-shirt. And I thought to myself, fuck, I'm basically just asking for it if I get pulled over right now. Like, oh, you like vodka that much that you're wearing a t-shirt about it? Get out of the car. Get out of the car, mm-hmm. fucker. You know, I can just see like it's almost like you're waving a flag or maybe it's just paranoia. (laughs) I don't know. know, But I think you're just sort of asking for it. I know a lot of people and I'm going to throw some dads under the bus here who wear fucking anything like they'll wear anything. Basically, they they don't care what's on it. I don't know if everybody else doesn't have a T-shirt. I'm getting my value out of this. Whatever it is, when you're at a whatever you might be at an event, when events were a thing, you just. Oh, what is that? Y'all take that shirt. I'll wear that shirt. You know there's going to be people out there that put shit on. They don't even realize it's a weed company or, or, or drink. They don't know. They're just wearing a clean shirt. It's just relatively clean today, so they're wearing well, it. Listen, all I'm saying is God help you. If you get pulled over driving high and you're wearing a Snoop Dogg cannabis line T-shirt, like you're basically fucking asking for it. But you should never drive high. Let's make that clear right now. Don't drive high. Let's talk about the health minister for just a sec. Uh, the health minister in Canada is Patty Haidu. I like Patty. I think she's a perfectly nice woman, and she seems to know what she's talking about. I don't know what her credentials are, if she's a doctor or a scientist of any kind, but for whatever reason, she's the health minister. And she's the one who's on the news, usually once or twice a week, saying, wear your mask. You got to wear a mask. Stop the spread. Wear a mask and download the COVID app. She was spotted at the airport this weekend. Pearson in Toronto. YYZ. Not wearing a mask. <laughs> Oh, no, not a good look. Patty. Now, wait. Now, could we have taken this photo out of context? Was she maybe uh, doing something where she would need to remove her mask momentarily or something like that? So I've got the story up right now and the picture at scottandcat.ca. In fact, if you look at the feature image for this podcast, you'll see the picture that we're talking about right now. Now, to me, because I've been there a number of times, it looks like she is in the Air Canada Lounge. The domestic side, and I'm guessing she's right around near where the kitchen area is. The photo is just of her. Mm -hmm. She's sitting there, and she's either smiling or talking. 
She claims, because as soon as the picture started going around, people were, were all over her. Do as I say, not as I do, and different rules for different people, and only the elites can get away with not wearing a mask where regular people have to. Right. Yeah, I read all the comments. I saw them. It doesn't look like she's around any other people. And if you're not around any other people, if you're distanced, masks are not as important. And and that's all well and good. I believe that's still the consistent messaging from public health, even though it changes way too often. And you can't tell exactly what's going on in this photo. Patty saw it going around, though, and replied to the tweet and said, I only take off my mask when I'm eating or drinking at the airport. So I looked a little closer at this photo and there's no food or drinks in the photo. I also don't see the mask. I mean, if you take off your mask to have a, a bite to eat there, and at the Air Canada Lounge, booze and food are free. You just help yourself. <laughs> right. Or you did the last time, pre-COVID. I don't know how they do it now. But I don't see her mask that she would have just taken off to eat or drink. And I don't see food or drinks. So it looks like she was having a socially distanced conversation without a mask. Pearson Airport requires that in all places of the airport, you have to be wearing a mask unless yeah. you meet one of the legitimate exemptions. Uh, I don't know if we can really draw any conclusions from this photo. I know some people are making a real big deal of it because she's the health minister and mm-hmm. she was photographed not wearing a mask. And we've seen way too many examples of public officials saying, wear a mask. And then you see them without one. Yeah. And it just invites questions. I mean, right or wrong, maybe Patty was doing all the right things. She as the health minister, should go out of her way to make sure that she is always that, wearing well, a mask in public. That's the thing. And for me, from my perspective, okay, so I'm a radio, like we're radio personalities and we yep. talk about it all the time. Wear your mask, be safe, do your thing. I mean, for me personally, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, make sure I do this. Make sure I'm not without it and I'm, I'm, I'm abiding by all the bylaws. I'm not going bigger than my social bubble. And, and I'm someone who probably wouldn't get caught. Like, if, if something happened, it, nobody's taking a photo of me and putting it out there and making it go viral. But it still scares me that something might happen. So I'm making sure that I'm constantly doing what I'm saying. So when you're the health minister, do, isn't that top of mind for you? I would think so. I mean, the majority of her job is stopping the spread of COVID-19. Yeah. And and she's the one who's always on top of this. Follow Dr. Tam's advice. Make sure you wear a mask or a face covering. Physically distance yourself. Follow the local health guidelines. It's a rule at Pearson. you got to be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And granted, the Air Canada Lounge is not open to the public. You either need to be a member or you need to pay to get access to the lounge. And you need to be flying on Air Canada. By the way, I fucking love the Air Canada Lounge. Love, love, love it. And maybe you feel a little privileged being in there. Maybe you feel like the rules don't necessarily apply when you're in there as opposed to with the herd of people in the regular terminal areas. Either way, whether she was breaking the rules or not, I don't know. But it's not a good look, Patty. I mean, shit. Just put a mask on. (laughs) There's people around taking your pictures. Now, one thing I will say is this photo was snapped and tweeted by uh, Van Asip A.B., they're from Alberta, and they hashtagged it with a lot of partisan hashtags. Okay. Canadian poly, Trudeau liberals, hashtag COVID, hashtag Patty Haidu. Uh, maybe there's a bit of partisanship here. They're from Alberta and clearly do not like the federal government and probably don't like the federal response to it. So I get that there could be some political 
thing going on here. Either way, Patty, I don't see any food or drinks there. If there was food in that little paper bag beside you, that's a weird way to eat it. But maybe you could clarify today or tomorrow exactly what was going on there. Good idea. I think that that is just as bad as changing the public health advice. Not following your own advice is exactly the same as when you get Teresa Tam saying, wearing a face covering won't help. And then totally go a 180 and say, oh, you should always wear a face covering. Well, and there's an expectation, right? When she's saying these things, there's an expectation on us to do it. But you're saying that the expectation is here for all of us and we better, better, better. But then you're not doing it. it. It's not right. And I agree with you. Maybe there was a weird moment of she took off her mask because she was having a drink. You can't see the drink in this particular photo. We promise it's there. I should have put my mask on right away after my sip. I didn't. My apologies. Just let it go. Let it happen. Apologize and move on. And then everybody else will hopefully move on, too. Yeah, the longer it just sort of festers out there, the more traction this thing well, you gets. You look bad, right? The, the worse you look. Uh, yesterday on the BBC, Dr. Anthony Fauci basically admitted Donald Trump was right. Donald Trump probably wasn't supposed to say anything, but he has been anyway that we're very close to a COVID-19 vaccine. And Trump speculated we may even have a vaccine before the election, which wow. is now less than two weeks away. Yesterday, Fauci said, yeah, we'll have a safe and proven vaccine in November, early December at the latest. I think we will know. Yes, I, I, I believe he said that correctly. We will know whether a vaccine is safe and effective by the end of November, the beginning of December. The question is, once you have a safe and effective vaccine or more than one, how can you get it to the people who need it as quickly as possible? Why was there all that resistance and all that fighting in the media and everybody going after Trump for saying that when he was right? And clearly Fauci knew that, too. Why did Fauci say, no, 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 it'll be middle of 2021 when there was a possibility that, yeah, it could be November or December? Now, he admits it won't be widely available where you can just walk into a drugstore and get a shot. In early December, it'll take a while to to get enough of them produced for the entire nation. But Trump was right. It looks like they're going to have a vaccine in November or early December. That story as well is up at scottandcat.ca if you want to read about it. You know, these public health officials have got to get on the same page. They are just pissing people off and making non-believers out of people that were believers. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. Uh, Today, Doug Ford is going to announce if Halton and Durham are going to the modified stage two. And I'm trying to look at this objectively, and I think everybody understands that I like the premier very much. But there is absolutely no reason that I can see to move Halton back to a modified stage two and close the restaurants. In fact, the mayors of Burlington, Oakville, Milton and Halton Hills all said, fuck off. We've got it (laughs) under control. Don't roll us back to a modified stage two. We're good. We'll deal with it ourselves as mayors in this region. We don't need you to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why this is even a conversation. It's 31 new cases. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, let's look at uh, what happened yesterday in, oh, I don't know, maybe Toronto. Yesterday, Toronto had, let me get the exact number, 309 new cases, 289 in Peel. 117 in York region. Yeah, okay. Those ones may be a modified stage two until they get it under control. We're now exactly two weeks away from Thanksgiving. It's been two weeks. Everybody fucked around and changed the rules and did whatever they wanted. Okay, now the numbers are going up. But it doesn't mean you have to roll back other areas just because they're in the GTA. I mean, Jesus, Doug. Yeah. Let's use some common sense here. 
Well, yeah, for, it won't surprise me if a modified stage two happens in those areas. And, and maybe it, it, it sucks because it's and it's hard. It's like when, when they had to roll back the other areas. There's some people doing all the right things and it's great. Uh, but because of those who, who aren't. And also, do you wonder, though, because you mentioned Thanksgiving. Yes. Do you also wonder if some people in the, in the GTA have been moving their way a little bit west to do things? And, and, and do you blame it on that at all? You know, it, this one is weird because it targets gyms and movie theaters and restaurants. Right. Those are the big three. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't really seen any evidence that those are spreading. I know that there was the case at that spin class in Hamilton that produced a lot of cases. Yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe that's the exception to the rule. They also said we did everything right. So maybe we need to change the direction for health facilities in general because maybe they're not working. As far as restaurants are concerned – I'm sorry, but the province said if you follow these rules, you can open up safely. So as long as those restaurants are following those rules, there's no reason to punish them and close them. Let the fucking restaurants open up. And you know what? Mm -hmm. The second they screw up or the second they start cutting corners and cheating the system, shut them down. Fine them. Man, but I if fe- they're playing ball, let them stay open. Yeah, I feel for I feel for them, especially yes, the restaurants. There's a lot of different industries that are being hit really hard. But it's you look around now and you hear about the the places that are closing up shop. You know, um, around here there's a great there's a Turtle Jacks. You know that's got that shut down. It just never reopened after the first time. There's clothing stores that are shutting down like crazy. I mean, Le Chateau, the most recent one to be announced, that people are like, "What?" You know, this is the beginning of it, and it sucks. And by closing down the restaurants and not, or not letting people dine in, it's not going to help anything. And I, I'm with you there, 100. percent Keep them open. Let them understand the protocols. Let them go through with the protocols. Hopefully, everybody abides by the rules. And if everyone does, great. Keep them open because it's it's just going to hurt them, and they're already hurting. It's bad. It's really bad. Nearest I can tell, the spread is coming from social gatherings. It's coming from people like, hey, come on over. It's my birthday. Let's have some drinks. Or, hey, come on over and watch uh, Monday Night Football. That's where it's spreading. It's social gatherings. I don't see a lot of evidence that it's spreading in restaurants and at gyms and places like that. And to be honest with you, I'm getting a little sick of these restrictions. And believe me, I'm still following the public health advice. I, naive or not... I'm still going with what the doctors, the medical officers of health, tell us to do, except for Teresa Tam, who should have been fired months ago. (laughs) Her I don't even listen to anymore. If she's on, I don't give a shit. However, I do respect Dr. David Williams here in Ontario and and Barbara Yaffe. I I respect her as well. If they say this will help, I believe it. But, you know, I'm real skeptical about why they're closing down some of these businesses when there's really no evidence to say that that's where it's spreading. Maybe you should just clamp down on the social gatherings. I don't know how you do it, but maybe you should work on that and stop punishing business owners that have got everything on the line and that you count on for tax revenue and to employ people the rest of the the time when we're not in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Just my take on it. Um, A fetish party in Germany. They have those. (laughs) It was organized, too. It was like, hey, Uh are, are you into getting your ass slapped with a paddle? Great. So am I. Or, hey, are you into wearing leather? Yeah, so am I. Okay. They had a fetish party in Germany. 600 people showed up. Whoa! Cops showed up and shut it down. What, what was the, what's the fetish? I can't wait any longer. And you know what? I knew that was going to be your first question. They didn't say. What? They didn't say what the fetish oh, was. I Unless know. it was just generally all kinds of different fetishes, and this is a safe environment where you can act out your fetish. The fetish? Know. 
is spreading COVID. That's what turns them on. Let's all just get in a fucking pile and spread that Rona. According to Berlin's Infection Protection Ordinance, events in closed rooms are permitted with up to a thousand people in compliance with hygiene rules and the ban on dancing. Hmm. The organizer expects proceedings for violating the Infection Protection Ordinance. The minimum distance could not be kept because of the large number of people. It was a fetish party. What was the fetish? Standing six feet apart from somebody? I've never heard of that as a Maybe fetish. Maybe they're dressed up as something. Oh, man, there's a lot of th- different things this could be about. With that many people involved, it's not going to be anything too gross. You know, people are automatically thinking, like, is this one big fucking orgy? No, it probably isn't. It's probably like people dressed up in a certain way. It's costumes or something. That's my guess. It was costumes or people that like to fuck their partner with other people watching. That sort of shit. It, who knows what it was? There's a million different fetishes. Some people whose fetish is to dress up like fucking dogs and and walk around on all fours. Like, there's all kinds of them. In any case, uh, the police showed up. The organizer was compliant with their instructions to disperse. So they just sent everyone home into the night in their leather gear. (laughs) Imagine that. You showed up at a fetish party because you're into something. And then there's 599 other people and you're thinking, hmm. I was hoping to keep this a little more low-key. <laughs> this is not discreet. I thought it said discreet. <laughs> the opposite. That's the worst thing ever. You finally get an opportunity to celebrate your fetish with some other people, and then there's like 600 people there. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you go to that and run into like your boss or something? Oh, my God. Awkward. Fuck. There's way too many people you could run into <laughs> in a scenario like that. Uh, Finally, before we get to the replay of Missed Connections, this is from a Reddit thread. A woman is complaining. She says she is not happy with the fact that her husband, who works in the same industry as her, makes a lot more money than she does. He's also been doing it for a decade longer than she has. But he makes about a hundred grand more than her. Oh, wow. And she says she makes a pretty good living. So I'm guessing this couple is fairly well off. But she writes... We're both, we both earn good salaries in the same industry. He's been working full-time about 10 years longer and makes about 100000 more than I do because he's more senior in the company. He wants us to split all vacations, rent, dinners out, and groceries, 50-50. We also spend about the same amount for each other on the holidays. She feels that they should... Be a little more fair. Hmm. Since he makes so much more money than she does, maybe it shouldn't be 50-50. Maybe he should contribute proportionally how much more money than he makes than her. Okay. What do you think? Should it always be 50-50 in a relationship? If you can make that happen, yes. Um, I have the mindset that, yeah, absolutely. If you can make it happen to be 50-50, do that. Absolutely. It seems like she's well off. It seems like she doesn't make bad money. Um, it seems like she wouldn't be overwhelmed if that was the case where she would be. If let's say um, she makes, you know, whatever X amount of money, $5,000 a month, and he makes, you know, $7,000 a month. And by the time she pays off mortgage and bills 50-50 with him, she's got $0 left in her account. But over here, 
and I assume they have separate accounts if that's the case. But and over here, he's paying off everything, and he's got lots of change at the end of the month. He's he's not worried about it. Then that might be a bit of an issue. But if you're not even feeling a pinch and you're still able to contribute fifty percent then make it fair and make it 50%. You never want anything to fight about if you don't have to. And obviously she's putting up a fight about this to begin with. But if let's say things go a little bit south, things go sour, it happens. You never want someone to hang something over your head if you could have controlled it. And money, as we know, is is a big factor in a relationship. In, in I mean, it's the number one thing we fight about. So why would you not make sure that you could be on equal footing 50-50 and make that if you can make that work, do it because you never want someone to be like, well, I paid this much more than you. That's just an extra thing to fight about and to worry about. So if you can go 50-50, go 50-50. Absolutely. 100%. And, and you know what? Separate bank accounts, there's nothing wrong with that. I personally have my own account. My husband has an account. And then we have a joint account. It works for us that way. We split everything 50-50. Um, but if there's a month where one of us is like, oh, I really want to buy this or do this, you, no problem. You do it. You you do you. I'm going to take over these bills so that we so that you can afford to do that. I'm going to do the bills this month so that you can make sure that you can do that. You know, you've got, you've got to make sure you're a team on it. And obviously, they're not on the same page, and that's a problem. First thing I would do is probably talk to him and not go to so- social media or wherever the fuck you went, because that's not the answer at all. She has tried to talk to him about it. She feels a more equitable split based on the fact that he makes so much more than her is that he should pay 80 percent of the bills. She should pay 20 percent. Listen, another word for marriage is partnership and a partnership is 50 50. And I get that there are different circumstances in different relationships. And I get that uh, as a man doesn't typically have to take time off when a woman has a baby, whereas a woman does. There's times when maybe the woman doesn't have the opportunity to earn as much as he does. But I really think you should strive in your relationship to be as close to equitable as possible. And and you know what? Uh, Maybe she should uh, look at making a little more money if she can. Maybe she needs a side hustle. Maybe she should if she's struggling to keep up with her 50 percent. Maybe that means they need to cut some expenses. And if he wants some extra luxuries, well, he can afford those because he makes extra money. But I think you're just asking for trouble if you don't split things 50 50 or as close as possible and make it an equal partnership. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example here. As you know, I'm going through the divorce process still. Oh, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Let me tell you that there's going to come a time, and and this isn't just me speaking about my own situation, but from talking to many, many other people who are also divorced, there's going to come a time, or there could come one, when that relationship is going to come to an end, and maybe you're going to seek a divorce. At the end of your marriage, or common law relationship, or whatever it is, they like to divide things 50-50. Well, it's not really fair to divide things 50-50 if you didn't contribute 50% in the end. And and your contribution could be a lot of different things. If uh, maybe he works and she stays home to raise the kids, okay, maybe that's a circumstance where you can – the value there is in her staying home to raise the kids and not having to pay for daycare and, and that sort of thing. Maybe that's the contribution. But you should find a way to make it as equitable as possible unless you want to agree in advance that if the end of the marriage happens, you're going to split it 
the way you contribute it during the marriage. And if he pays all the bills, should you really get half of everything at the end? Or if she is the breadwinner and she pays all the bills and for all the vacations and all that sort of thing, should he get half of her money and assets when the relationship ends? Uh, It's an open-ended question. I'm not saying one way or the other, but, you know, I mean, fair is fair. And if you want it to be fair and equitable at the end, it should be equitable during the process. Am I wrong there? So, no, I I don't necessarily think that you're wrong. And that's why I go back to you don't want to give yourself something extra to fight about. Right. And money, again, is like the number one thing. So when let's say there is a separation or there is there are there are issues that might be the one of the first things the person throws at the other person. And that's where you there might be issues. But again, if the other person's and I, I agree with you, by the way, on the contributions. Yeah, absolutely. If let's say it's the woman staying home with the kids, could be the guy staying home with the kids, whatever it is. Sure. That is a value to that relationship mm-hmm. that gives you flexibility that saves you money on daycare. Uh, that is a job and a half. So that all of that aside, um, as long as you have to show that you're pulling your weight, both of you and whatever you have to pull your weight. Yeah. And supporting each other too. And I I know in some cases, let's say one of them is an entrepreneur that wants to start a new business. They need that support from the beginning and hopefully they're able to eventually catch up and and teamwork. And all of that is very, very important. And I know some couples going through that where they're like, I want to start my own business. Okay. We need to make sure that we, we can get you all support you through this. Absolutely. Or going to school, right? I have people going back to school. So you have to at least be able to try to put yourself on that equal footing or have a goal in mind together. But it, it, it's, it's never good if you're, if you're off balance on that thought. And we did have people um, send us messages about this. Robin says, my husband wants everything split 50-50. I make more money than him. But I don't mind splitting 50-50. We've been doing it for 16 years. Never had issues. We also have separate bank accounts. Um, we had a couple of messages on this. Um, Alexandra says, in regards to the you pay half, I pay half thing, it only works if you both make about the same amount of money. Many years ago, there was a show called Till Debt to Us Part that had this exact situation. Uh, the host explained it perfectly. Basically, say he makes $2,000 a week, she makes 250 a week. Divide those in half. He's left with 1000 to do whatever he wants to. Well, she's left with 125 If they have a house to support, what do you think is more reasonable to do? It isn't a 50-50 thing. It's an I'll take care of this because my budget can. You take care of that because your budget can. So not, yeah. And it is hard when you when you don't make the same money. If one of you makes way more money than the other person, I think there has to be some kind of an understanding. But you do have to reach that understanding together. And the other person has to show that they're working hard to try to get themselves, you know, earning more, basically. Listen, I've said this before and I will say it again. Every marriage certificate that gets issued in the province of Ontario should not be issued until the couple files a prenuptial agreement. And that prenuptial agreement could be anything. Maybe that prenuptial agreement is going to spell out that as long as one of us makes more than the other, that person is going to contribute more to the expenses. Maybe that prenuptial agreement says we are going to split everything 50-50. So that there's no question at the end and no surprises at the end if the relationship ends about who gets what. And it's not left to the courts with a tens of thousands of dollar process to decide it by a judge or a mo- – uh, 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 what do you call it? The mediators. Um, it, it shouldn't come to that. Everything should be spelled out about what happens at the end before you get into it. And maybe you want to modify it throughout 
okay, as long as you've got legal advice, you could actually modify it, just like a will. You can change your will at any time uh, until you die. And I think that everything should be spelled out here so that there are no surprises. You don't want to end up in a situation where, yeah, maybe you got a raise and you are making an extra couple grand a week more than your partner. And your partner comes to you and says, okay, well, you should be paying more of the bills. And then the relationship ends and you say, I paid more of the bills, so I should get more of the assets. And they say, well, fuck no, we were married. That's an equal partnership. I get half. That's the sort of shit where the waters get real muddy and it could all be prevented if your marriage license was on hold until you produced a prenuptial agreement. I think they should be mandatory, personally, because it would solve a lot of problems at the end. But you can weigh in on this or anything else that we talked about in today's podcast or anything else you want to discuss. Shoot us a DM at Cat on Air. That's Cat with a K on Instagram or at Scott Fox on Air. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime we will get to more DMs in the next episode. And right now, as promised, here is your Monday Misconnections. We didn't want a Monday to go by without your weekly edition of Missed Connections. We're going to try and connect some people that have had an encounter in the past. One is looking for the other. Can't find them. So they told the story online. We love reading these. It's a great time waster for us. And then we bring you the best of them on air. Sometimes things that happen in these things, I'm like, police, are you reading them? This is called the Uber driver, man for woman. I've waited long enough. And finally, I can do this. I was your Uber driver two years ago. Two years ago? I drove a black Jeep. I picked you up from a house. Later, I picked you up at a club because you asked specifically for me. When I picked you up, you screamed at me to go fast. I saw some blood on your shirt and you asked for my discretion. I drove you to a wooded area where you said you had to bury something. Uh, 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 Hold on a second here. It sounds like you're an accomplice to a crime here. We had a special connection. So I didn't ask you any questions. I let you head out. You got back in. You smiled and you asked me never to bring this up. You said, don't talk to me for two years. Then you can look me up. So here I am. To be honest with you, I've searched for you the last couple of years based on the name you gave me and I personally can't track you down. So Sarah M., if that is your name, please reach out. I kept your secret this long. Let's keep it together. Um, okay, Sarah M. sounds like a contestant on The Bachelorette. Let's just point that out. (laughs) Second, she had blood on her, specifically asked for you, asked you to drive her to a wooded area to bury something, and then said, don't contact me for two years. Is that the statute of limitations? I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Two years? Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, So she comes out of a club, blood on her shirt, Wants to bear? Was it a knife? Was it a knife she buried, or did she have a body with her? Because that's something you're missing if that's the case. Right. Exactly. You took that out of the equation. Did you put a body in the trunk of your car too? <laughs> because then she might have maybe possibly murdered someone. Either way, sketch. But isn't it amazing that our this is how low our standards are in 2020? There was that girl that did murder someone. I keep thinking about. Maybe I'll just reach out to her. It's that's how desperate years. I am. Uh, this next one, <laughs> this made me laugh. This is called gray sweatpants. This is a woman for men. This is kind of embarrassing, but the latest COVID wave has really hit me hard. In other words, I find myself gawking at men a lot more than I did in 2019. 
I seriously never thought of myself as an overly sexually stimulated woman, as weird as it is to say. However, I've noticed something recently. Men wearing gray sweatpants and showing off the pants treasure. Well, they're at it. The pants treasure. We can I see like right where through. This is going. <laughs> we can see right through them. Are they trying to tease every straight woman and gay man as they browse the aisles of Walmart? <laughs> Lord bless my Christian eyes, which constantly catch an eyeful of that wicked gaze of the outline of the lustful joysticks I've been seeing. It happens everywhere I go. The latest was a man in a black ball cap, white shirt, and bulging member in gray sweats. It was at the shoppers on Hesler Road Tuesday afternoon, so I guess I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I've been thinking about you and it. I think you were more thinking about it than him. Well, are they okay. not wearing underwear, or is it? does it matter if you wear underwear with sweatpants? Well, I'll tell you something. The Old Navy fleece track pants? Okay. You don't need underwear. In fact, you're doing yourself a disservice if you do. For the now, look of it or for the feel of it? The feel of it. Uh. The look of it, I don't think you should be wandering around Walmart commando in sweats, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. But if you're going to go commando anywhere, Walmart's <laughs> a good place to do it. <laughs> hey, guys, why don't you tone down the eye candy just a little bit? Do the ladies a favor. It's a pandemic, if you don't mind. Stop that thing from swinging around. We have groceries to buy. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I heard it was a double the points weekend, and I was in sweats at Shoppers this weekend. <laughs> Maybe. Were you on Hassel Road? I had underwear on, and it was not that location. Just so you know. Stop it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.